0: Hey, how's it going, folks? It's Abdullah
1: and Bean,
0: and welcome back to another episode of Great Moments in Weed History. This time around, we're going to be hanging out, just chilling and blazing with one of our favorite cannabis personalities out there, comedian John Gabris from the excellent cannabis podcast High and Mighty. He is definitely
1: high, he is definitely mighty, and he's got a new TV show dropping, so what better time to catch up with him, share some weed, share some stories, and talk about some of the great moments in his personal weed journey as an entertainer.
0: He's an actor and comedian best known for his work on Guide Code and the podcast Comedy Bang Bang, as well as TV Land's Younger. He's a performer at the UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade, and yes, there is a crossover with the weed cookie man, John Flynn, uh, and of course... Gabriel's hosts the High and Mighty podcast, as we just mentioned. You can find that wherever you find your podcast. Bean and I are on uh, an episode or two, so you can dig that up. Uh, but the entire run of it, the entire catalog is just excellent because he's such a funny guy. And you can find his new television show with his bud, Adam Pally. 101 Places to Get Fucked Up Before You Die on True TV.
1: I think they changed the name for TV to 101 Places to Party Before You Die, but the spirit of getting fucked up certainly follows our uh, illustrious guest Gabrus around. So just make sure you look for it on True TV. It actually premieres the day after this podcast episode drops cuz we are like the new Conan O'Brien. People are coming to just talk about their new projects. <laughs>
0: Yeah, seriously, man. And, you know, this is definitely a show after our own hearts. They're just going all over the place, paling around, partying all over the world. Like, what a dream TV show to sell, by the way. <laughs> That's a pretty brilliant way to get a network to pay for you uh, to go out there and just get fucked up all over the world.
1: And, of course, the companion series, 420 places to get blazed before you live. Because obviously, weed doesn't kill you the same way other kinds of partying might. Coming at you from the extended G M I W H P U. uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it really just rolls off the tongue. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's that's why we uh we went ahead and stuck with that fucking (laughs) slogan right there. Um. So yeah, these guys go all over the place. They go to Maui, Moab, Miami. Those are just the M's so far. Puerto Rico, Portland, Richmond, Atlanta, and Denver. You can probably guess what happens in Denver.
1: I think I detected a very, very subtle weed pun in there. Are you implying that somehow Denver is the mile-high city? Because that that is a vein of weed punnery that I know has never been tapped. I know that when Colorado became the first state to fully legalize cannabis, nobody Uh, uh, nobody jumped on that one.
0: Nobody got that at all. Uh, But yeah, so. Before we get into it, just a little bit of housekeeping. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. We truly, truly, deeply appreciate your contributions to helping us make this podcast the way that we would like to make it. Isn't that right, Bean?
1: Yes, and that is Every Weed on Weedness Day. It is a lot of work, but we think of it as a joy, and your support helps us put in the time to research, write, record, produce, edit, distribute. I mean, some of these we are hand-delivering uh, cassette tapes to people who are not on the internet but who are supporters on Patreon. So it's a big, big effort. We couldn't do it without you. And if you go to greatmomentsinweedhistory.com, that's where you can throw us as little as a buck. You can put five on it. And for a little more, you can get a signed copy of my book, How to Smoke Pot Properly, delivered right to your door. I may or may not throw an eighth in. Can't say that I will. But no one can say that I won't.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you do not already support us on Patreon, please do check us out. GreatMomentsInWeedHistory.com And if you don't have the ducats right now, but you still love the show, you can do us a huge solid by telling your friends about it. Help us spread the word. We are shadow banned. To the max on every social media platform you can imagine because we talk about weed. So every little bit helps. Please tell your friends about our show. Alrighty, so I've got a fat fucking bowl packed up right here. Bean, what do you got going on over there?
1: You know, in this episode, we're going to talk about something called the Widowmaker, which is sort of a misnamed weed product. Again, weed can't kill you or your spouse or your loved one. But uh, I've got like a little mini Widowmaker, which is just a joint rolled in some keef. We are about to get lit with a good friend of this podcast. Really want to stress... Gabrus is the homie, he's been so kind to us about the show, and is an incredible peer of ours in the weed podcasting world. Couldn't be more excited for this one, but perhaps you're not ready. Perhaps you need to, as we advise, hit pause right now so that you can use that time judiciously to roll yourself a joint. Roll up a little whittle maker of your own if you've got some Keef on hand, or you could split a blunt, you could pack a bong, you could stuff a bowl. Too much! That's too much. Take a little out. It's gonna clog when you hit it. Or get those indabulators fire it up, whatever you need to do. This is gonna be an epic weed hang, and we just want to make sure that you are ready, because when you are ready,
0: we'll be ready
1: for another...
0: Great Great moment Moment in
1: Weed History.
0: All right, we are here with the legendary... Weed head, motherfucking (laughs) global party animal, official John Gabers. Welcome to Great Moments in Weed History, my man. Thank you so much. It's so fun to be on a podcast that
2: you listen to. It's a nice fucking treat every once in a while. (laughs) That's That's so
0: so heartwarming (laughs) to us because you know we've had the pleasure of being on your show. We are both listeners to High and Mighty. Uh, if you don't know already. Uh, Get out from the rock you've been living under. (laughs) <laughs> and go to wherever you find your fucking podcast and check out High and Mighty.
1: Yeah, don't miss a very recent episode. I'm calling Dead Eyes versus Red Eyes. With, uh, oh, the yeah. host of, I know of Bill and I, one of our other favorite podcasts is Dead Eyes. All yeah, in Yeah, dude, shout universe. out
0: Connor
2: Ratliff, man. Yeah, we, me and Connor are talking nostalgia.
0: Amazing. And you've got a new show out on True TV with Adam Pally. Another legend we did. Another legendary weedhead who had an extremely short-lived late-night show. Uh, and I'm talking about one that went on for one episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking when I took this gig. I thought, there's no audience in this studio. I mean, Charlie Rose's studio at a news desk. I thought I was going to be at some theater like the Ed Sullivan Theater. I don't know why. There was a snowstorm in New York that shut down the entire city and scrambled all my guests. CBS could not give a fart Oof. about what I'm doing. Uh, CBS uh, flew me out here coach, and I say that only on television so that they're embarrassed. <laughs> you should be happy there's nobody here to hear your jokes. I mean, I just <laughs> I got the teleprompter I guy got got laugh. for the teleprompter guy, and that dude hates me. <laughs> that dude straight up oh. hates me.
0: Honestly, among me and my friends in New York, we were like, "How is this not?" on four nights a week now like it was like our favorite thing but alas he didn't get the late night show because he was holding on
2: for he knew 10 years later he would co-host a travel show with his buddy john
0: g that's (laughs) great yeah man let's get started we definitely want to know more about the show but we have a traditional question that we ask our guests john Gabris. when did your relationship with cannabis begin i have i think an
2: interesting origin story or a not uh common origin story with cannabis. I smoked it in high school because a girl I had a crush on would rip bowls. So I started ripping bowls with her just to have more time in the scythe, a little more chat. And then I... I had wanted to be, like, in the military or law, law enforcement in some capacity. I wanted to be, like, an FBI agent. Oh,
0: I could see that.
2: So, because I oh, solely because of movies, I wanted to be an FBI. <laughs> like, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. And then w- when I got to be slightly more self-aware like, 17 or 18, I was like, I don't have the physical capabilities for that. But I am smart, so I'll be an FBI profiler instead. And I took, like, AP psychology. And this was all my big plan. And somewhere I heard from an FBI recruiter, That if you smoke weed more or do drugs more than eight times, like and and uh, don't pass the lie detector test, you can't be a fed. So I stopped smoking weed in high school, and then were you
0: under eight times at the time? Yes,
2: I was like maybe uh, and probably around eight. It was probably like between five and seven. Yeah.
1: Uh, Just just point of order: if you've been high perpetually since 1994, not not pointing at anyone like myself, for
2: instance, is that one?
1: That's is, true. Why... I
2: wonder. I wonder if you never let yourself come down. <laughs> if you never stop blazing. You're like, hey, officers, technically once.
1: Then you... why, why did you towel the uh, door to the FBI uh, interview room?
0: Sir, you have a sploof. He's got a sploof. He's got a sploof. <laughs> when he get when you get to Quantico
2: they frisk you and they're like, Yes, a paper towel roll filled with dryer sheets. <laughs>
1: So you 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 are you are walking down the road of life, and you see a crossroads, and signs say "narc weed." Yeah, and yeah.
2: and I, and I oh, this was the early '90s in New York, and I'm from like a blue collar family of alcoholics, so it's like weed is not even something you know. Oh, I you're would from lay, Long Island. Now I'm from Long Island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where people aspire to be cops and can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> When I went away to college and decided to do comedy like freshman year, I was like, what the fuck am I thinking? I've got to like take science classes when I could take a <laughs> class called documentaries. <laughs> I was like, let me switch. So I just like switched everything to like radio, TV, film and just started taking like art classes and shit. I was like,
1: oh, college is fun. Quick note for our younger listeners, maybe our college age listeners. Maybe you're in the dorm room right now. There's no future, so just do whatever you want. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. If you're in the dorm room right now, you know there's no future because it is middle of July. So just <laughs> get a summer job. Go see some family. Get the fuck out of school, dog. <laughs> in college, my college roommates uh, were all drunks, but they, and I've been drinking since through high school. And then they, they start smoking weed like junior and senior year of college a lot, but they're kind of annoying. When they're high. And so I get like a negative connotation to it. Like I don't want to be around them when they're stoned. So I definitely am not going to break my not smoking weed to be with these guys. You know what I mean? So I kind of just like blow it all off. And then I leave college, graduate, go home for a summer. Uh, I'm a, And I, all signs point to I should be smoking weed. I play nonstop, massive multiplayer online role-playing games. I work at the beach. I was a surfer. I was a glutton. And I uh, was a comedian. It's like everything signs point to weed. And I'm still like, nah, I might as well keep the streak. I don't really smoke. I just drink. And then at mm. full circle... Adam Pally's bachelor party, which is 2008 or something like that. They're smoking weed out of an apple in the suite. And I'm like, "Ah, I'll take a rip. Everyone seems to be having fun. And now I'm smoking weed at my first friend's bachelor party. Everyone there is comedians. And a martini cart is delivered to the suite at this moment as I'm smoking weed for the first time in like 10 years. And it's all like, I'm smoking weed for the... Yeah, I'm having literally the best smoke session you can. I'm surrounded by uh, friends who happen to also be some of the funniest people in America. And on top of that, I'm in a Vegas suite and like snacks and drinks are being like delivered and I'm smoking and I'm getting, and I feel high for the first time. I didn't, I never felt really high when I smoked in high school. Cause you know, I was probably smoking GAC and not even inhaling yeah. and was drunk anyway. So it didn't matter. Mm. This was, I was pure. And I was like, had the night of my life and then we woke up the next morning and I was not and I was like we should get more pot for the weekend and then I <laughs> went back went back to Brooklyn and got like an $80 an eighth delivery guy like I just immediately went fully I was like hey I, I, I'm like an early adopter of vapes and shit I was I was chasing it right away <laughs>
1: you, you can read about some of these adventures in from Gack to Gas the John
2: Gabriel story <laughs> Gak to Gas with Gab
0: <laughs> that's my
2: next travel
0: show <laughs> You're a pretty late bloomer. What age uh is this at when you start I'm probably 20
2: I'm probably like 26, 25, 26 around this wow.
0: point. Wow. So at that stage, I mean, Bean and I prospectively at 26 were already like fucking you know, uh,
2: over a decade in. <laughs> yeah. We
0: were, and we were cemented as the people you see today. Like this is this is persistence right here. I I could bet you that, you know, uh, for better or for worse, I haven't changed much in 15 years <laughs> yeah, of struggling Whether that. it's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm lying. <laughs> Has weed changed you, though, in any fundamental way? I mean, like, you know, in terms of your lifestyle, the things you're into...
2: Yeah, as a matter of fact, I credit weed uh, a lot with helping me emotionally. The The major thing was, I think I was a little uh, addicted to alcohol. The word is probably alcoholic. But I was always like, oh, weed is... I feel so much better when I'm high. I hate being hungover. I like doing a bunch of shit. And, like, you can have a couple of beers and do shit, but it's much easier to just be... You could be stoned all day and get errands and work and fun done. And I like movies. I like restaurants. I like a lot of weed... you know I like sex and like weed makes all of these things better so it's like you get like caught up in that reason but then I found in the pandemic I was like on a cycle of alcohol where I was just like waking up hungover and upset until I started drinking again and then I cut it out completely and just had cat and I in the pandemic was like one of the few people whose lives got like healthier like I was just like eating better outside more getting more exercise because I kind of just like kicked alcohol to the curb for like A year and just, and I was smoking weed every single day. And I was like doing so much better than I had previously before, even like in my 20s and shit. So I was like, I think weed is a good drug.
1: Well, we here are always trying to expand what we call the GMIWHCU, the Great moments in weed history. Cinematic universe. So we recently but have... it's only
0: cinematic if you support us on Patreon. <laughs> it's only cinematic <laughs> it's only because that's... That, it's only
2: cinematic because the MCU is the reference we're using here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, to <because, laughs> call it
2: the PU. <laughs> yeah. <G-M-H>, G-M-I-H-W-P-U. <laughs> Woo,
1: PU. Uh, but we recently had an episode with one of your comedy colleagues, uh, Mr. John Flynn, uh, uh, upon the publication of his excellent memoir, Baked. I should say he he was part of my rise in cannabis because once
2: we were friends. At this point, once I came back from Vegas, having mm. gotten into weed, he he made the cookies, and I was like, John, I got to get on these edibles. I like if you if feeling high from smoking feels this good, I can't wait to feel this high from eating a
0: cookie
2: completely disproportionately high was not ready for flynn's edibles back then
0: Wow, way to make the connection i also have in my notes here in another extension of the gmi whpu uh you grew up with maya angelou (laughs) that's that's correct
1: I don't think there was anybody who was more primed to get high before they got high than you.
2: <laughs> That's how I feel in life. Like my whole path was point. Now I'm wearing a diamond cannabis leaf <laughs> necklace.
1: Okay, so we've
2: all changed. This is the most expensive thing I own besides the computer I'm talking to you guys on, and it's just a pot leaf on a necklace. <laughs> it says more about leasing and rental culture than anything else. <laughs> Well, that a thousand dollar necklace is my second most expensive item I've owned.
1: <laughs> I own. I wanna go back to the upright citizens brigade years for you because what I'm just kind of realizing is you were you were doing that pre-weed. Yes. Then weed. So how did you get in with this legendary improv troupe and school in New York? And then how did your comedy change and your comedy life change? Once you started getting high.
2: It was dope. You know, this was the mid 2000s, 2005 is when I first was put on a regularly performing team. And I'm sure everyone says this, but this felt like the heyday. You know, like there was like amazing people on the stage on the weekends and then a bunch of people committing their lives to wasting money in a basement. Then you meet the other weed people at the theater. That's the best takeaways from becoming a pothead I I found personally is like the scythe. Is the... Because I love a chat. I obviously love a chat. I have 500 episodes of me having chats with friends. Uh, the the scythe becomes like the... Especially back in the day when you used to have to like leave where you were. And it would be like four people outside of a par- party. Or four people on the fire escape. Four people on the street. And they're the Wheaties. And you have like this shrunken moment and you get to have this like special moment and then go back to the organism that is the full party you know or the full scene but that that's like a fun little path where you you make these connections that are you know that like people who don't smoke pot are like oh the fucking potheads are like giddy over there and it's like no it's because every party we find each other and we dip up like like if you had a work function where a handful of people smoked weed and not everyone did, but your work had parties every week, like UCB more or less did, and you start smoking weed, then you're like, now I'm off with John Flynn eating a cookie. Now I'm smoking weed with insert names of people who are parents and corporate people now. So I don't know if I <laughs> need to light them up on the pod, but a lot of these, a lot of these people I came up with were like, now I'm really tight with these eleven weirdos because they're the other potheads at the theater. So like, it like. Part of my connection to my friend Matt Besser is that how much like he he's such a strong proponent of cannabis, and
0: that's right. One of the founders of UCB, who is a massive fucking stoner,
2: yeah, big time. Uh, and uh, he, he he's knowledgeable too. He's a he should be on your show too. Uh, he'd be he'd be a good guest as well. Before I po- uh, before I was like super. Into the UCB and knew everyone. I watched that Doug Benson documentary, Super, Super high Me. Super
0: high me, of course. Yeah.
2: And it's a great, great doc. Very funny. Doug's a great I'm now f- friends with Doug. Uh, but at the time You're
0: friend of the podcast, he's we've been on his show to promote ours.
2: Hell yeah. Mm. Uh at the time in the documentary, he shows up to a music festival and he's like says, Oh, I don't have pot and I'm supposed to smoke every day. I gotta get pot. Does anyone know where the UCB guys are? They always have weed, and I and I was like a new pothead at UCB, and that like made me super proud in that moment.
0: That is really cool. See, Vice was the place where they were like, "All right, those guys always have cocaine." Damn. Yeah, know. Right. <laughs> Uh, the tendency to harass people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are the
1: guys who always have toxicity. Let's get over yeah, there yeah, with them.
0: Lots of toxicity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: the, and the thing about working at high times, of course, is that everyone had to leave the main party. To to smoke weed, yeah. you and
2: guys then, would all be inside, and, and it'd be like the whole. Everyone would step outside. And it would just be a cater waiter holding a platter, <laughs> wait, waiting for a, a stampede of fucking stoned guys to no, Come back we in. We got
1: the waiter high as well. Uh, <laughs> my, my one misunderstanding, I had to miss it when I went to see Super Jaime. Uh, I thought it was a Marvel movie about a crime fighting Jew. Um, but
2: I knew where this was going the second you over enunciated Jaime. <laughs> Exactly. I, I, I saw the trail of matzo crumbs right to the punchline.
0: Looking, you know what? If you're on Patreon, you can see how much Bean loved that yep. <laughs> You can also see how little me and Abdullah did. Damn.
2: Might want to upgrade for this alone. <laughs> I
1: heard that one cute for a while.
0: Super me. Oh, uh, I mean the pandemic.
2: I was like, I was lo- the day that they were like, we're shutting everything down. I ordered a volcano and a PlayStation. <laughs> I was like, you got it. I'll do my part. You know,
0: What's I'm like. <laughs> By the way, Gabrus, and actually, this might be uh, this might predicate a whole another special episode of this. But uh, Bean and I are in possession of something that was uh, made custom for Bon Appetit, our weed cooking show. It is the world's most powerful volcano. It fills a 60-foot balloon, and I also have that balloon. Bros, I feel
2: like we have a chance to make some serious internet content together. Yeah, this is
0: is so real. It's just been sitting there. It's sitting here in the house, and I have two, and I don't know which is the overclocked one. One of them is normal, (laughs) and one of them...
2: Is a fucking well, one of them you can, still fill, you can still fill the 60-foot balloon, but it's just going to take you mad long. <laughs> and
1: you have to have uh, the things ready to go, yeah. <laughs> this has elements of John Henry versus the steam engine. When John Henry was a little baby, no bigger than the palm of your hand, his mommy looked down at little Johnny and said, my Johnny going to be a steel-driving man. Yes, Johnny going to be a steel-driving man. Oh.
2: Let's get like a couple of other weed heads and let's go let's take this (laughs) let's make a very special episode of all of our podcast. Like let's get weed and grub and you guys and me and we all make a giant mega crossover episode where we take the 60-foot bag. I can hit
0: the bag and I can smoke a dab. (laughs) (laughs) Like looking at a close-up of our lungs, like working
2: super hard, our endocannabinoid systems, just processing THC, like keep it coming!
1: Uh, one note, his, uh, that, that story does end when John Henry's heart explodes. Yeah, so,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, I never made it to the end, man. Like, we, we all learned that 30 feet into the bag. Wait, oh, what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> one, of my still, one of my favorite things ever is me and Bean, where I forget where we were, but someone gave us a joint called the Widowmaker. Yeah. And I, I said to Breen, I was like, you ready to smoke this? And he goes, yep, I've got my affairs in order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, okay. awesome. So, speaking
1: of 101 places to party before you die on True TV. What are some of the weed partying that we can look forward to in this exciting series that I can't wait to watch?
2: Here's the thing. TV, especially giant conglomerate TV like Discovery, Warner Brothers, uh, Turner conglomerates, uh, can't show you really breaking the law. So we can't... We don't smoke on camera until we're in Richmond, Virginia, where it's legal. And uh, then we do, like, a full day of cannabis in Portland. Oh. Now, if you're a cop, you know, a connoisseur of what people's eyes look like if they ripped a joint uh, right before they film a scene at a restaurant together, you (laughs) might, you know, eagle-eyed viewers might be able to pick up on mine and Adam's uncanny ability to find cannabis in illegal Mm -hmm. cities. (laughs)
0: But. The cities
1: are illegal. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But okay, gotcha. Yeah, you know, I, I had this experience. I, I was in an episode of my boy Ravi Patel's show, The Pursuit of Happiness, and we went to Copenhagen and we did a bunch of different shit, but one of the things we did was we went to Christiana, and boy, we fucking partied. And it's like still kinda like a little like Trap Lord, you know, has like a sort of squat vibe to it. Yeah. Like an empty squat vibe. And we like yeah. got high as fuck and we bought it back. And at the time, I believe it was supposed to be on CNN, and they were like, we're cutting all this out. And they were like, I was like, oh, that's the best part. And I was yeah. like, that's, can you tell them that's like my thing? It's all good. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't care. And they're like, yeah,
2: we don't care about you either, bud. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you that's harsh. About your reputation. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah
2: right. Uh, but we did get to Blaze in Richmond. Uh, and then going to Portland, a city I've, I've been to a handful of times, but... We did a full cannabis day. We went to a grow house. Shout out Gardens of the Gods. We met uh, this guy who makes edibles. Uh, cutting room floor, unfortunately. But shout out the lemon, uh, the lemon coffins. They're coffee muffins that are like eighty milligrams and are mind melters in the best way. <laughs> it's the uh, coffins. Yeah, At it's a, I was like yeah, an act name, dude. My
1: wake and bake is a widow maker, and then I just yeah. ease right into a lemon coffin. <laughs> oh, yeah, widow maker, lemon coffin and
2: uh, an espresso
0: <laughs> i bring slowly you back. descend into my lemon <laughs> coffee that's amazing okay gotcha so and then what was it like in portland i imagine that you turned it up a notch in portland because hell like yeah we heaven. bought
2: uh adam and i and this is never on camera because the crew like the producers were like we're not shooting me and adam bought a fucking student glass, like one of those big uh gravity pill a gravity bomb pill looking thing that you
0: flip over yeah yeah we
2: bought one with like our per diem because we were just like (laughs) smoking so much weed at this point we gave it to a cameraman on the crew who's like a big pothead when we wrapped because we're like
0: that thing they didn't want to film that fucking well herein
2: lies the rub dude that we learned they can't show us even because of something called the truth initiative which is in reference to cigarette smoking They can't even show us inhale cannabis.
0: I love that, like, in America, like, the fairness doctrine has been dismantled, and you can basically, like, uh, run, like, fucking mind-altering propaganda on TV 24 hours a day. <laughs> right. But you can't show has hit his fucking upside-down gravity bomb
2: In a show called uh, 101 Places to Party Before You Die, yeah. where none of the uh, da- uh, binge drinking uh, is uh, pixelated out, or right? you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to, yeah. like, edit out binge drinking. So that... I- that's the double standard that I'm. I'm like after all the time. Oh, uh, one more cool thing we did in Portland. Oh, se- separately, the fucking cannabis tax rates in Portland are way different than California. You could, you like, you know, in Cali, when you go to a dispensary and you're like, okay, thirty dollars for this, forty dollars for this, twenty dollars mm-hmm. for this. Okay, that yeah, and then you ring it up, it's like two hundred and sixty-one dollars, and you're like, god damn it, I did not expect that.
0: Yeah, and- I-, I got a little secret for you. You know how to not know that is to get your weed not in the dispensary. You know yeah. <laughs>
2: yes, that's something I, too, have learned. <laughs> Shout out to all the companies that give it to me for free and all the people who
1: sell it to me for cheap. <laughs> and those Venn diagrams do cross, but we're not, we're not going to talk about that.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. exactly.
1: We here at Trapco LLC believe in everything: quality, trapping, and fuck the man.
2: Uh, But Oregon taxes are so low that honestly, if you're if you're a heavy uh, uh, cannabis consumer and live in Los Angeles. You, it might be cheaper to fly to Oregon once a month with an empty suitcase <laughs> It like to stop I swear I was so taken aback like and it had like old school like OG Cali deals at their dispensaries and stuff too like oh buy this joint get a second one for a penny and it's like that shit doesn't exist anymore yeah. was so, and
0: then, or like or the thing where they're like free dab with, with your yeah you spin the wheel and they're like you want to do a dab back here that was yeah, back
2: yeah. in the day I've done some dabs been like wait I have to drive home now from this sit in your car listen to one hour of a podcast so you know you're ready to drive like
1: just (laughs) also got a shout out all all drugs decriminalized in the state so oh yeah that's another sick thing too you don't have to feel fucking uncomfortable about jamming
2: down a few mushroom gummies before going to see dr strange
1: too we like to say here great moments in weed history happen every day they happen to all of us you got a lot of weed years under your belt right now uh so what what are some of your personal great weed moments in your own weed history
2: oh man uh it's sort of a general one but uh my loving of weed coincided with being a cast member on wild and out for a couple of seasons and uh you work so frequently in entertainment and you feel tentative about like smoking weed or but the like people were drinking, like, Hennessy in Red Cups and smoking weed in between episodes on that show. And I got, like, I'm like, this is a dream. This is so fun. And now you get hip-hop artists that come through and then you're standing in a sife with Erica Badu or Ray Murda You know, you're, like, all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I don't know who these guys are, but they're all tall and dressed really... And they're like, oh, you know, those are, like, three of the biggest producers in hip-hop. And I was like, oh, that was... Because I was, I was kind... I knew hip-hop a little, but not... Wild Now coincided with my
0: hip hop fandom rising, obviously. And- oh, oh my God, what a place and time for you! Holy shit! So you're getting into hip hop and weed, and you're on a, a very popular <laughs> show. I mean, this is like a, a little piece of television history. And you smoke weed with Erica fucking Badu. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like, or did not
2: engage part. with her at all. Uh, I, but I was, I did get past the same blunt as her. Dude,
0: that's epic!
1: Her band at one time was known as the Cannabinoid Band. I was saw a performance, and that's how the band was introduced. So that's Dude, awesome. She
0: is truly a goddess on earth, and the, you know the fact that you shared a blunt with her, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I wonder it's if
2: that special. even. It, I wonder if it even really counts. I have. It rubbed ca- off. It rubbed I've, off. I've, I've carried that with me. It, she did not like look in my door, and not because she was being rude or anything. Because she had like actual peers and friends there. <laughs>
0: like it wasn't,
2: <laughs> it wasn't like she was mean to me. She was just like. I'm I'm here to see my yeah. friends. Well, I'm like, I met you for
0: the first time. I was like, you know, Gabers has a lot of different things going on. He's got, he's got a little bit of Erica Badu. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed <laughs> something. This guy's putting out a little
2: bit of a Badu vibe. Yeah,
0: he's uh, got a little soul. He's got a little bit of
2: <laughs> <laughs> So that, that's always been, that's always been really, a, a, a big moment in weed history for me by like, the only two people that I never got a chance to blaze with that I was dying to, uh, are three, I guess, three hip hop artists are, uh, Juicy J, Rick Ross, and Snoop Dogg, obviously. Like, uh, like any one of those three getting the place with them would be like, you know, that would be a, super exciting.
0: You know, I refused at, uh Snoop Dogg's blunt one time because the place he was p- trying to pass it to me was in the middle of the Vice office when I was a <laughs> junior employee in front of like all the bosses. And I still look back on this, and I'm like, he was like, "Hit this shit, brother," and I was like. Like, literally, my boss and my boss's boss and my boss's boss's boss were like, all <laughs> sitting around, and I was like, this feels like the kind of place that, in this moment, everyone will be like, that's cool, but then, like, tomorrow, they'll be like, ah, okay. you're fired, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's
2: really funny, dude. Like, that is you're in the vice offices where you would later like come to fame for cannabis shit and then you're turning down weed from the legend they would like kill to have that footage and they would like you know not pay you guys at all but make a shit ton of money off of
0: it yeah everybody would see it
2: wait you were in (laughs) upper management
1: That would also be in the long history of getting fired for weed stories. Yeah, uh, that would that, be. That yeah. would be some, some, serious, uh, some serious street cred. Uh, we could set the
2: 60-foot bagger up in here, although I think it's an outdoor experience. Yo, dude, yes. that,
0: I'm pretty sure we should just... Do you, are you on Patreon as well? Do you do Patreon yeah. stuff? So I'm saying... Why don't we just go film us fucking doing this thing and just we'll record an episode and we'll then put the video up on all our fucking Patreons.
2: I have a crazy question. What if you didn't put the bag on that overclocked volcano, but like toweled the door and dismantled your uh, smoke alarm? Could you like bake out a full fucking room in no time?
0: I reckon you could. It could be <laughs> that room that you're sitting in. That's what I'm. T- that's what I'm like. Pop the smoke. <laughs> my landlord's like, my landlord's happened. like, what the
2: fuck happened in here? The only thing you guys have to help
0: me with is figuring out which one's the regular one and <laughs> which one's the overclocked one, and then we're in fucking business. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's we like, might as well f- bring a surge protector and fire them all up at the same time. Put mm-hmm. Indica in one Sativa in another hybrid in the middle and just fucking.
0: Get- <laughs> Yo, honestly, man, this is. We have to do this. This Let's is like a. This is like a. Well,
2: we can launch a TikTok meme off of this. We can get
1: people <laughs> killed. <laughs> we have to. We, this is like now. We have to assemble the uh, the heist team for this. So yeah, I, 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 we need, so we, so need beam we need Bean Fury.
2: We need Bean Fury to put an eye patch on and slowly yeah. recruit people. <laughs> good, good shout out
1: to Weed and Grub. I feel like that's yeah, around. like as Mike no, as
2: Mike my... Glazer closes his briefcase, and yeah, well, sitting dude, there.
0: That's yeah, so funny. I was just gonna say he like shows up in Mike Glazer's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> So I see you're uh, still eating sandwiches and uh, smoking weed and doing comedy, huh? And he's we like, need it's you. A simple life, but it, I'll take it. And how would you like to go for one last? Big we're score?
2: getting the band back together. One last big score. Abdullah's sixty foot bag. Overclocked volcanoes. I'm in. God damn it.
1: <laughs> so we're gonna make a bunch of money. No, actually, we need you to chip in on the weed. You gotta throw. Yeah, it as, in as a matter of fact, can you
2: minutes. use some of your weed uh, <laughs> partnerships? I'll use some of my weed partners because we're gonna need a couple ounces between us to fill this bag yeah
0: so mike none of us are actually gonna call or text you consider this our call to action to you (laughs) no joke i'm
2: doing weed and grub later
0: today so i'll pass along the message also what
2: a great fucking day for a 40 year old man to have Dude,
0: you are literally talking about the the weed podcast diverse Dude, you are. I'm like, checking. In the fucking.
2: Multiverse. I'm. I, yeah. I mean, where do I go from here? I guess eventually I'm gonna be on B reels, and then I'm set.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I gotta B- do Re- has been tailing me for a little while, so he might be the next, uh, the next guy on great moments. All right, yeah, B might have know. you replaced. <laughs> with <him. laughs> Be real. I see you coming for my seat here. Texting bean. <laughs> you sliding into Bean's DMs. You're like. Wait a minute. Is someone there with you? <laughs> yeah. Uh Yeah, we'll, we'll like, hit the bomb oh, soon, my friend. I just got caught getting high with my man being in his house. <laughs>
1: uh, another great moment area for all stoners and you as a noted uh stoned cinephile is all in movies. So I was wondering, like, do you have a favorite weed scene? From a movie. Ooh,
2: ooh, yeah. That's... Actually, and again, I could tie it into other stuff here. One of my favorite ween scenes from a movie is the end of Pineapple Express... And they're not explicitly smoking weed in the movie, but I believe, and this is maybe a hearsay or, I made, or I'm projecting it, they all do look actually high. And it's after like the whole plot of the movie. In the diner. In the diner, and they're just like, you got hit by a car, dude. And like, they're like, re- they're just pretty much recapping the script and like laughing about it. And they're so obviously baked. And me and. Adam, Pally, love that so much that we ripped <laughs> that off for our travel show. Ah. We end... Every episode ends on The Last Supper where we sit down for a final dinner and kind of talk about all the shit that happened to us that week with, like, uh, that weekend with, like, flashbacks oh, and stuff.
0: Fantastic. I love and that that's fantastic! And that's because
2: be- that's one of my favorite moments in a movie because it just feels... It feels like they don't. It's not explicit, but you just see like Danny McBride's eyes are not even open, and they're just like laughing at yeah, all the and dumb like, shit. Oh, you
0: passed out again? It's like how did you to <laughs> die. You've been shot. You've been right, right, right. Exactly. They're like
2: unpacking the logic of the movie in a fun way. <laughs> like, how are you and even he's alive, like, dude? We're the
0: three best friends. He's like, like let's just we're just three, three best friends in the world, man. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, this has been an, an, a pretty incredible journey. Um, but I do have to ask, do you think you might have had a more fun life had you chose the FBI route?
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is without a doubt. Without a doubt, one of the smartest things I ever did was just not become a fucking narc. Because when you're young, you're, you're, you have the wool pulled over your eyes by 90s movies. You think being an FBI agent is stopping serial killers and like terrorists. But then when you get... To be older, it's like, oh, it's keeping tabs on, like, a Muslim guy who's just trying to, like, live his life. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> no. What? Wait, what's the job? Dude, you just are blowing my cover right now. <laughs> <laughs> <We are>, hard, <Jonathan. laughs> Yeah, that's why you asked the question about I, one long session, yeah. not counting. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> exactly. You know what? I, I hope so. I hope so, because it would be the biggest waste of fucking government money <laughs> ever. The lifelong pursuit of being like, I think this guy is just an idiot who smokes a lot of weed. And I don't know, somehow wound up on television. Like, I don't think there's anything more going on, but, you know. But I'm going
1: to need a few more years to dig into this.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're going it, to, it's going to be at least another, you know, eight to 10 seasons before. Uh, being start, you know that should be the subplot of great moments, <laughs> a reveal that happens at the end of season six. Yeah, unbeknownst
2: like... to every listener, it's been like a weird uh, meta narrative of being slow, being on the longest undercover sting, <laughs>
0: at longest, lowest stakes undercover sting of all time. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Well, that's incredible, Gabrus. This has been a joy, truly, and I, I am not. Speaking in hyperbole when I say that, I am filled with joy. Uh, you bring joy to a lot of people. You do it through your podcast, and you do it through your new fucking TV show, man. All that energy is right in there. They can edit out you smoking weed, but they cannot edit out the weed energy that you bring to everything <laughs> Hell yeah. that you do. We fucking love you, man. And we're going to do this 60-foot volcano balloon situation being... You know, we've had this thing for a while now. I think it's about time that we, uh, you know piece it together like the uh, military grade weapon that it is yeah he said it he said it move move <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we
2: i think we i think that's the final infinity stone is <laughs> like i think we're ready to snap and remove half of our brain cells with a 60 foot bag
1: <laughs> we, we may ourselves vaporize and you know
0: what <laughs> please god uh, take ready. me now <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> My affairs are in order. My <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Whoa, that's what they call a button in the business. Gentlemen. Hell yeah,
2: guys. Good times as always.
1: Well, that's the show, folks. Thanks so much for listening. And if you stuck around this long, please consider supporting us on Patreon. You can put five on it at greatmomentsinweedhistory.com. And that would really help us as we research, write, edit, and publish a new episode every Weedness day. Great Moments in Weed History is written, produced, and performed by me, David Beanenstock, a.k.a. Bean. Special thanks to our sponsor, PAX. Go to PAX.com and use promo code GREATMOMENTS, all one word, for a big discount at checkout.